Good evening again, uh, and thank you for joining us tonight for our Bible study uh, through the Psalms. I want to encourage you to go ahead and turn to Psalm chapter 74, and we're looking at how God rescues. Uh, again, as I shared last week, this is uh, a series of Psalms uh, titled uh, Psalms of Asaph or Psalms to Asaph, and uh, they're uh, part of this uh, segment in the Psalms, uh, similar type Psalms, similar type themes, uh, and in part it's going to sound like a little bit depressing because uh, the, each of these Psalms de- uh, address kind of difficult times. At difficult times like uh, I remember like it was yesterday, I was a freshman uh, at Baylor University and we were watching uh, the liftoff of the space shuttle Challenger. You remember that day? Uh, we watched as the space shuttle took off, and we were uh, kind of awed and amazed, and, and uh, the little boy in me was awakened. I wish I could have been an astronaut and that kind of thing. And as it began to pierce through the sky, I remember watching it explode. Uh, tufts of smoke splitting the sky, trails of debris falling to the earth. I don't know where you were that day, but on that day, I don't know if it hit you like it hit me, but it was devastating. It felt like the world had come apart. I know others of you have experienced uh, things personally that make it feel like your world is in shambles. You, you feel like the, the, the wheels have come off of your life and joy is gone and hope has disappeared. Psalm 74 addresses a season like that in the life of God's people. Jerusalem had fallen. Uh, the land had been conquered by Nebuchadnezzar. It was about 587 B.C. and the people uh, were, uh, had lived for decades in the pain of occupation, now Um, they have uh, this fallen city with destroyed walls and a destroyed temple. And they thought that the city and the temple would be the center point of God bringing order into the universe, but now it was destroyed. And so the psalmist uh, pens this song, a, a plea for God to rescue, for God to rescue appealing to God's mercy and power and grace. And what I want us to see, and what I think God wants us to see, is that even when we're navigating through the shambles, the ash heap of a life that's come to pieces, that God moves with power and grace to rescue his people. Do you believe that? I I believe it. I I believe that. And and listen, I I know that circumstances in our life can get crazy, and, and it feels like things are fractured and frayed and it can feel like our, our world is coming to an end. It can feel like joy has melted like a snow cone in the hot summer sun. I, I, know that, I know that we all face, followers of Jesus, we face these seasons that are devastating. Seasons of suffering and pain. Seasons of regret and despair. I know we face those seasons, but do you believe that God will move with power and grace 
to rescue you in those seasons. Again, I believe that he does. I believe that this is the way God operates. And the reason I believe that God rescues, according to his power and grace, according to his honor and his mercy, the reason I believe that is because that's what he did for me and for you uh, through Christ. There's no greater disaster in our life than distance from God. No greater disaster, no greater source of despair than distance between us and God. A chasm created by our own sin that we cannot cross. Everything within every human heart longs to be in the presence of God. And yet, because of our sin, we're separated from Him. We are living in the family of death. A disaster, destruction, devastation, depression, doom. That's the life that we have apart from God. Even though we're smiling and and laughing and, and playing games on the outside, inside of us there's an empty, big black hole that we cannot fill. And God saw us in our disaster, in the family of death, and he sent Jesus to cross the great divide that our sin had created and bring us into God's family. Jesus came to our rescue. He is the deliverer. That's his name, Yeshua. It means deliverer. Jesus is God's rescue for you and for me every day that we live. Because every day that we live, Jesus is our rescuer who brings us into God's presence. So today, what I want us to see is how the psalmist navigated and how um, how. Uh, his navigation points us again to the rescue that God provides in Christ Jesus. Uh, but first, we need to look at the bad news. We're carried away in chaos. The calamities of, of everyday existence sweeps us off our feet. The world seems um, uh, is crumbling around us. And that's the psalmist's experience. Look at verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 74. Oh God, why have you cast us off forever? Why does your anger smoke against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation, which you purchased of old, the tribe of your inheritance, which you have redeemed, this Mount Zion where you have dwelt. Now remember the context. The temple is gone, and the people are crying out in their pain to God. They've been, they feel like they've been rejected by their shepherd. The picture of rejection um, is when the Shepherd leaves the sheep to fend for themselves, unprovided for and unprotected uh, from wild animals. That's the way they felt. Uh, the, uh, the harbinger of, of disaster and doom was uh, Nebuchadnezzar, and he had conquered the city, had destroyed the, the walls of Jerusalem, he had set the city ablaze, he had destroyed the temple, and, and now it seems like they're just overwhelmed. And so the psalmist says, hey, remember this city. Remember your people. But it seems as if God is absent. It seems as if he doesn't care. Well, for the people of Israel, Judah specifically, they understood the rejection and anger from God. His smoking anger was a result of centuries of sinning and rebellion against him. But how long does the pain and the consequence of their sin have to last? Can can I 
tell you something, even as a follower of Jesus, a one who's been brought into God's family, um, and one who, as a follower of Jesus, has chosen at different times uh, to walk a path in rebellion against God, God in his love, which felt like anger, allows us at those times when we as followers of Jesus persist in sin, God will allow us to reap the consequence of those sins. And it may seem like God is absent, and it may seem like the consequences are so severe, but understand that God is operating in love toward us. He's, he's longing for us to return to Him in repentance. He's longing for us to uh, come back into the fold of His embrace. It may seem like the shepherd has left the sheep, but the truth is the sheep have left the shepherd. And Judah had left their shepherd. They had rebelled against God, and now they were reaping the consequences. And sometimes, even after God responds with rescue, we still walk with a limp. There are parts of my life that will always limp along because of the seasons of rebellion that I've had against God. It's not that God is trying to punish me today. It's just that that's what happens. Things are broken, and God heals them but I will always walk with a limp in certain places in my life and because of my choice uh, to rebel against God. And the community uh, uh, in, in uh, Psalm 74, the community recounts the work of, of, of God's enemies uh, against his people. That's verses 4 through 9. Ultimately, the temple was destroyed. Uh, the destruction of the temple for the people in Judah was the destruction of the universe. Uh, the enemy had roared through the temple, destroying it top to bottom. They were bent on total destruction, and it seems as if God had been silent. There was no prophet of God to speak to his people. It seemed as if the catastrophe was occurring, and God was standing still with his hands in his pockets, doing nothing. You know, it reminds me that there was another time in Scripture where we see um, the horrific consequence of sin um, seemingly win the day, and God remains silent. Here is Jesus, the perfect one, the Lamb of God, the miracle worker. Here is Jesus, the Son of the living God, and he's put on a cross, and he's hung out to die. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The people hear Jesus cry. It's almost as if you could hear hell itself laugh in their victory. It seems as if darkness had won. And it seems as if God remained silent. Well, we know the rest of the story, and that's certainly not the case. But in the midst of our own despair, it can feel like uh, that we're carried away by the chaos, and it seems like evil wins. In the midst of those moments when our, when, when our world has crumbled around us, when sin has led us into consequence, and even though we're looking to God for help, um, 
it seems like we're carried away in the chaos and the consequence of that sin, what do we do? Well, we confess that God is working rescue right now. Here's the thing. As a follower of Jesus, if you're living in the rubble of a life that's come apart, as a follower of Jesus, one who's been rescued by grace through faith in Jesus, claim God's rescue for your own. Yes, claim it. By faith, know and declare that God is working the rescue. He's creator and he's king and he rules over all things. And he is working rescue for his people here and now. Look at verse 12. It says, For God is my king from of old, working salvation, rescue, in the midst of the earth. Do you know salvation, rescue, is here? Rescue is here. Uh, we are people who live in the presence of God. God has moved in history from the very beginning to bring about his loving purposes in the world. He did part the Red Sea. He did create the universe. He did take chaos and destroy it. And today, what he's saying to you and to me is that even as you sit in the rubble, you can look to God and say, God, I know that you love me. I know that you're for me. Now I believe and confess that you're working a rescue for me. And just as Nebuchadnezzar brought chaos, God is the deliverer out of that chaos. God uh, has the power to overwhelm and defeat the crazy, crazy wickedness that can pervade our lives. And we cry out with the firm conviction and belief that he will move with power to protect and provide for his people. It doesn't mean that he'll rebuild the rubble. It just means that he will provide and protect with power his people in the midst of the rubble. That, that's what happened at the cross. We see Jesus dying, and it seems as if God is absent. But Jesus himself understood that God was at work. And even as he breathed his last, he said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. He understood. It was a confession of God's faithful love for him. It's confession of God's faithful love for you. And for me, we confess that God is working rescue even now. And, number three, we cry out for God to rise up in rescuing love. With this declaration, God, I believe that you're working rescue right now. Then the next step is say, God, now will you rescue? God, move. Um, look, look at verses 21 and 22. He says, do not let the oppressed return ashamed. Let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God. Plead your own cause. Remember how the foolish man approaches you daily. God, we cry out for you to rescue us, your children, your sons and your daughters. We ask for you to rescue us on behalf of your honor. Our petition seeks to call upon God to act on behalf of his name, for the sake of his honor, and for the good of his family. You realize that if my children call me, they say, I'm in need, I want to rescue them. And that rescue may come in a moment, it may come over time, 
but my heart's desire, my longing is to rescue my children. God is a better father than I could ever be. And when he hears you cry for help, God, for the sake of your honor and for the sake of your sons and daughters, will you rescue us? God moves his hand. It may take a moment or it may take uh, uh, more than a minute. But God is working rescue and he's moving on behalf of his honor. He's moving on behalf of our good. God works on behalf of our good, not just his honor. Um, Listen, we're we're people living in the midst of hurt and pain. and, And things can go sideways quick. But God is the constant. If we've done him wrong in sinning against him, then quickly now begin the process of restoration by crying out to him in repentance. If consequences for this season of sin has has left you limping in life, then confess that God is at work to rescue you. Uh, Don't be swept away in the chaos any longer. Plant your feet upon the solid foundation of God's love and his fidelity. God is in the business of rescuing his children. So confess, God, I know that you're working a rescue. And then cry out, God, will you bring the rescue my way? Arise, O God, and rescue your children on behalf of your honor and on behalf of our good. Don't stay stuck, but cry out to God, the God who rescues. After all, when God rescues us in the deepest pit of a plight that we have put ourselves, when God rescues us, he gets the glory. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, infinitely above and beyond all that we ask or imagine, According to the power that he's working among us right now, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to every generation forever and ever. Amen. Good night.